Chapter 1 Introduction Visual Studio Code is superb. It offers an unparalleled user experience with great support for many languages and development ecosystems. It comes with great defaults and is super easy to use and to get started with. And Veeam is awesome. Its model nature and text editing features make it unique amongst other editors. Veeam offers a completely different level of text editing proficiency, speed, and accuracy from anything else out there. The combination of both couldn't be anything less than amazingly superb. Yes, I just did that. In the upcoming days, and as you read these pages and practice, you will boost your Visual Studio editing skills incredibly. By combining the strengths of Veeam and Visual Studio Code, you will be able to make the interface between your brain and the computer ever so thin, making your thoughts seamlessly materialize into code. Here's a list of what we're going to cover in this book. What is Veeam and why use Veeam in VS Code? How to install Veeam in VS Code? Basic surviving skills in Veeam? Moving blazingly fast with core Veeam motions? Editing at the speed of thought with Veeam operators and motions? Veeam's secret language? Inserting text a la Veeam? Selecting text in visual mode? Copy and pasting taking advantage of registers? Surrounding things with Veeam surround? Moving even faster with Sneak and Easymotion plugins? Creating custom shortcuts to make you more effective? Supercharging multiple cursors with Vim? Creating reusable editing units with macros? And integrating Visual Studio Code with NeoVim for maximum awesomeness. At the end of this book, you will be capable of fine-grained text manipulations and powerful text transformations that were previously unreachable to do. And over time, and as you practice and get comfortable with the different Vim commands, you will become faster and more proficient at editing than you were ever before. Know that this book doesn't assume any prior Vim knowledge, so don't worry if you aren't familiar with Vim yet. I'll guide you through all the concepts and techniques you need to know to be effective with Visual Studio Code and Vim. So what is Vim? VI is an ancient text editor old even before the first age of the world. It was designed to work on contraptions called terminals with the very uncommon yet inspired characteristic of functioning in a model fashion. That is, VI has a mode for inserting text, another one for editing text, a different one for selecting text, and you get the gist. VI's latest and most celebrated incarnation is Vim which means VI improved and formerly VI imitation. Vim works both with text and graphical interfaces, comes with a plethora of improvements over VI and is supported on every platform known to humankind. But the impact of Vim doesn't stop with Vim. Vim's ideas are so very remarkable that they have transcended the Vim editor itself and propagated into other editors. Today, you can find Vim-like modes in almost any editor and IDE that you can imagine, like appropriately in Visual Studio Code. So why Vim? Isn't Visual Studio Code enough? Why should you care about learning about an ancient editor in this day and age? Does it really make such a big difference to my Visual Studio Code setup? The truth is that Vim provides a different way of interacting with text from anything I've ever seen.
a way that gives you a completely different level of control and fluency when editing code. At the hands of an experienced user, editing text with Vim seems like magic. Vim makes you faster, Vim makes you more precise, Vim unlocks a completely different level of control in text editing, Vim thins the interface between your brain and the computer, and it is always striking to behold when doing presentations. Awesome, that sounds very good and all that, but how can Vim achieve all of this? The answer is modes. Vim Modal Nature empowers your keyboard to control every single aspect of your editor. Every mode is a clean slate that gives your keyboard new powers to edit text at lightning speed, navigate at the speed of thought, select and move text to your heart's content, and more. With Vim, you're no longer limited to inserting text nor subject to the tyranny of the mouse to click, navigate, or select text. No. After using Vim for a while, you'll be like a code surgeon that makes expert incisions with surgical precision whenever and wherever it is required, navigating through your code and codebase with the lightning speed and accuracy of an entirely keyboard-driven workflow. So why would you want to learn Vim in this day and age? Paraphrasing the mighty Drew Neal, author of Practical Vim and master of the most obscure Vim Arcana, Vim is for programmers who want to raise their game. In the hands of an expert, Vim shreds text at the speed of thought. True nil, practical Vim. And who wouldn't want that? So why Vim in VS Code and not just Vim? You may be wondering, okay, if Vim is so good, then why not just use Vim instead of Vim inside VS Studio Code? And that's a great question. The truth, is that setting Vim to work with a feature set similar to modern text editors is not a trivial task. Features like code completion, code navigation, in-editor error messages, etc., although supported by Vim, don't work perfectly out of the box. Visual Studio Code and Vim together offer a very sweet spot that balances the ease of setup and super-rich development user experience of Visual Studio Code with lots of the amazing features present in Vim. The translation is not yet perfect though, and if you're an experienced Vim user, you may find some features missing. But all in all, VS Code Vim offers a very pleasant Vim experience outside of Vim. A brief note about the conventions used in this book. Since a lot of what happens in Vim depends on the location of your cursor, I've used a series of diagrams that show the position of the cursor changing over time as you type the commands. And since it is quite unconventional from other programming books, I think that you will find it helpful to have it explained so you're prepared before you encounter it for the first time. Here's an example. And now is when... <laughs> and now is when you see the limitations of audiobooks when trying to teach coding, because it is impossible to talk about code in Word only. But let's try it. So if you have your book, you can use these as a companion over the book, look at the code samples, and that probably will make more sense. But let's give it a try and let's make these code samples in Word. So now we have a code sample where in the first line you have what the user should type, in this case, four characters, 
uh, the word W, so the first letter in Word. And as you type the W, the cursor moves from word to word. And the example itself says word dot is two words. So as you type on uh, the W key, the cursor goes jumping from word to word. All these code samples have uh, three different parts. Uh, the first part is the commands that you type, so those four W's. Then the position of the cursor that changes as you type. And then the text that is represented in your editor. So that the text word dot it's two words is a text that is inside your editor, which is subject to change or navigation. And as you type the command W successfully, in this case four times, every time that you type that command, you move the cursor represented by a V or a caret sometimes to a new location. At times, it would be helpful to compare how two commands perform when applied to the same bit of text. This lets us um, figure out which of these two commands is more effective. In those cases, I've used the following diagrams, in which you see two sets of commands being applied on top of the same text. The meaning of the bottom part is similar in meaning to the top part we discussed earlier, but for the fact that the cursor is represented by a caret instead of a V. When explaining commands, we will pay heed to the following conventions. For operations and motions, we will see the command itself followed by um, a placeholder. In this example, we have F, curly braces, and inside those curly braces, character. F is literal and it's expected to be typed as it is. F is a fine command in Vim. And then we have the character placeholder. This is a placeholder that needs to be substituted by something. The name between the placeholders would be descriptive of what that something is expected to be. In this case, a character. Give feedback freely. If you find any diagram or explanation confusing, have any questions, want to provide feedback, or even if you enjoy the book and want to say kudos, don't hesitate to ask me on Twitter at twitter.com vinteras. That is, uh, well, that is a um, hellish name, which is strange, so I need to spell it. It is V-I-N-T-H-A-R-A-S. If you would pronounce it in English and not in Elvish, it could be Vintaras. But I like to pronounce it Vintaras because it's much cooler. Uh, my DMs, my, um, my direct messages are open and I will always be more than happy to answer your questions.